There we go. We started. What's up, Lauren? What's up, man? <laughs> What's up, man? I know that this is going to sound like the most juvenile thing, like the most like third grade thing right out the bat like <laughs> to start an episode, but I've never heard of a guy that was named Lauren before. I, I took a lot of crap for it when I was in elementary school, and then I hit that uh, growth spurt, and it was, you got a girl's name, you got a girl's name, and then they stopped saying that when I got six feet. <laughs> I was going to say, also, you're six foot four. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a cool name, man. It's very unique. You got a unique name. Very, uh, very progressive name there, Lauren. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I was making fun of it a few years back in Las Vegas, and I really offended somebody. I, I, was, I was sharing something. I said, yeah, my name's Lauren. My mom was pissed off in labor, so she gave me a girl's name. And apparently you can't say that kind of thing anymore. <laughs> That's insane that you can't. Well, you can't even make fun of your own, your own fucking name. Without someone just being like, I just, this, this is, this is ridiculous. I just can't even, I, 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 it's like, it's, it's his name. Like he can't even have his, his own name. Yeah. I mean, can I make fun of it? It's, it's my, yeah, it's my name. I mean, it, it really is amazing that the, the triggering and the cognitive dissonance of, I mean, I've had people go, weren't you so offended by this? Mm. No. Well, that's absolutely offensive. I said, no, 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 you feel it's offensive. It happened directly to me. I have no problem with it. So can we just, oh, you should be offended. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, I think, it, it, yeah, no, you're right, though. It works in like in twofold where some people, like people get so offended that they want, it's just like they want to call, like they want to stop the person in their tracks. They, they want to put up a fence a virtual fence around the person and where it's like they cannot move they are now in prison for the rest of life and then there's the other group of people who like they almost like force you to not be offended it's like dude that that person has their own emotions and their own feelings and everything if they want to be upset you're allowed to be you're allowed to be upset you know you're allowed to have emotions as a human yeah, but you don't have to project them. I mean, I a lot of the beginning of my career, I make jokes about it that it's a little bit self-deprecating, but it was fine for me, and I knew what it was, and I accepted it, and it and it gave me the opportunities that I had, and it helped me become who I am. And yet now, years later, and especially in the last three years, you know, you really need to go address these people that said this. I, I need to address these people. <laughs> I don't talk to them anymore. Not in a bad way. It's, it's I, I, I really don't have a problem. And, and, you know, it's that cognitive dissonance again. Certain people, they hear a story. They think it has to happen one way. If it didn't happen that way, it should. And as opposed to them putting effort into their lives, they want to go and try to fix the feelings of everyone else. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the biggest asshole moves ever where it's like, oh, well, you should you need to apologize. It's like uh, two things. One, you don't even know if I apologize personally to someone, you know, way back when or whatever. Uh, second off, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't need to do jack shit. You know, like I listen to my mom. I listen to my dad. And that's about it. Who who the fuck are you, Sarah? Like, like I don't know who you are. <laughs> I, I don't owe you any. Like, I, I have to get a podium and publicly apologize because you're upset? Not in a million years. Dude, I think that's a t-shirt line for you. <laughs> Why? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you, Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I'd buy one of those. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's fucking, it's crazy, man. It's crazy how... I. You know, it's funny that I, I, I'm very hypocritical, though. Sometimes like I'll get into fights on Twitter and everything, but I would never want to force someone to do something. I think that's like that's when it's 
okay, now you're just now you're just trying to use this false sense of power that you think you have when you're physically trying to force people to do stuff. Yeah, and it, it it's just it's it's toxic in a sense. And and to to sit back and hear the story and hear a story not from hype. I mean, I've I've dealt with a lot of that, and I I watch people where they'll ask questions about, you know. What was this like? Well, this was actually what's going on. No, I read three books and this happened. Oh, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, I, I got into an argument five years ago with a guy on, he was in the audience. It was a thing I was speaking at. He explained that something in 1993 happened a certain way and because he read it in a book and saw the author interviewed. And it was something pertaining to me. And I was, it was me, one other person. There was one other person outside that went through this experience. And he was so just, well, I read this. And I said, look, I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt, but this was a time when I wasn't heavily using alcohol or drugs. I fully you know, recall that situation. This didn't happen. I've never heard of this author. They never asked me my point of view, and they never asked Stephen, the, the, the guitar player's point of view. And it just, it turned into this thing. And he was so convinced that because of something that was popularized and put into a book, that now it was a gospel truth as opposed to saying, you know what, a lot of books out there and a lot of stuff that's written in them, some are, you know, prefaced as fiction. Others are just people that are writing pure fiction. Yeah. Per perception's reality for people who are too lazy to find the real answer. And also, oh, by absolutely. the way, by the way, no, no, by the way, Lord, no one's ever said, oh, well, I read three books. And no one who's that dumb read three books. They saw what they saw was the title of three books or they saw a headline online. And then they were like, oh, well, this must be the truth right here. This fucking three word title to this article. Oh, I mean, it's 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 insane. A couple of weeks ago, I I had made mention about I said it's very dangerous what they're doing with Betty White. I said, what are what they doing? Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What are they doing with Betty White? Well, I, uh, they had set up this, this they're not, program. they're not fucking her dead body or something. <laughs> no, like, I, 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 I hope not. <laughs> they're not like putting her on top of Bob Saget right now. Like, yeah, it's just fucking make a big old sandwich. Yeah. That happened in the backyard here. I got, I heard from the sheriff's department last night, right after it went on the blotter and, and they're like, this is going to be the new cycle for Monday morning. I'm like, wow. That was pretty no but with with betty you know they had put so much into her reaching 100 and it's now some of these younger producers that are like no no this is just going to be this is just going to be i came in three weeks ago prior to her dying saying record everything as a birthday celebration slash memorial you know license the thank you for being a friend set this thing up so if she makes it to the finish line it's an amazing event if she doesn't make it you're prepping into a memorial that will be dated on the 17th no, no, she's going to make it. She's going to make it. And now they're backtracking. I mean, People Magazine hit the stands, which is not your, you know, most authoritative news source, but it's Happy 100. And it, it just turned into a messaging fiasco. And it's like, sit back, be patient, look at the perception of a 99-year-old woman. And, I mean, oh, what happened? 99, she died. It's okay. <laughs> So a very long life. But what so wait, what exactly is the uh, the issue at hand with so people wanted her to get to 100 and she didn't and then what like people are just well, pretending it was a production. that it, it was it was a production of a show of a of a book of all this money was put into an event and they're now having to put twice the amount of money to fix it cuz she passed. 
it could have oh. turned into to, to me could have turned <laughs> into an event that whether it was a documentary or a memorial or a birthday party you prep it across the board you have the best result for regardless of what happened but everybody was just sold oh no 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 she's making it and nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she, nah, she's she's got this hey no one no no one dies at 99 you don't make it that far and then just <laughs> she did the old oh. like baseball trick where like you retire after a 19 year career it's like why not just do 20 years nah i'm, I'm done <laughs> what the fuck and what was the ultimate job i mean and i found out about i didn't I was busy working and all of a sudden it was a text and email and, and phone calls of people wanting to interview me and I'm laughing and I'm like, what, on what, what's going on? What hit? And they're like, Betty White died. I'm like, oh, okay. And then it was, how did you know? I'm like, I didn't know. I just said, it seemed like a dangerous choice to, you know, to throw that out there uh, too soon and, and just, just make this automatic assumption. It's funny. Cause I always try to find like a nice little, tagline for the title of each episode like something that was said in the episode and i'm thinking of just naming this lol betty white died oh no <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like the perfect thing to fucking orient like usually i have to like scroll through like half the show or something to find it i'm like ah no nah, i think this is pretty good <laughs> <laughs> no and if, i mean it was again you you just you see it with all this stuff that comes out and like even where i ran across you I, wisdom kicked me out um i i don't have access i mean i was really going in a few more times and kind of calling it i think the last thing i did in there was a why i'm not going to be here anymore and i guess they took that as get rid of them and it, it just in the middle of certain people that are just projecting opinions projecting their view, sharing where they're coming from, standing in humility, transparency, humor. I love that. The problem I have is when people come on and they, they've gone through one thing and all of a sudden they have the answers. It was like when I, you know, clued into you, man. I mean, that thing about the, the, a woman outside of Wawa. It's these, <laughs> these, these healpreneurs. It's like, oh, well, I lost, I lost 75 pounds, so I can now teach everyone. No, I don't know your, I don't know your makeup. I don't know your sex. I don't know your history. I don't know your, the biology of your body. Just because you got through it doesn't mean you have the right or even the authority to teach it. And that's what kind of flipped me out about that, that site. And what I liked about what you were sharing, and it was refreshing on that, that morning walk of just hearing somebody ranting and going like, okay, I see this and maybe it's wrong, maybe it's right. This is what I see, this is what I feel. I'm like, all right, this guy is a nice guy to listen to into the day because you know, if, we can't, if we come at it with opinion and we come at it with humility, then one off, we're never making a claim. So all these new algorithms can't harm us uh, from online. And second off, nobody can dispute you. They can debate your opinion, but these two people saying, this is this, this is this, this is this. It's, it's insane, dude. Yeah, uh, Wisdom's a good place to tell people about your book, but also have no one listen to you when you tell people about your book. I'm, you know, in the book thing, don't, don't get me ranting there. I've written three books real books i'm sorry i am going to state it here and i'm not trying to be mean to some of these people but these are you know the second one was 478 pages not double spaced and it's not Ooh, a whole like bunch Harry of motivational Potter. quotes <laughs> i mean it, it's published it's these people that are going out there and they they go to a plr.me and they buy 
95% of a book is completed. All you do is patch a cover, put a few stories internally, and boom, you whoa, have whoa, quotes, whoa, you whoa. have sales. Laura, I don't mean to like jump over. You're, you're talking shop. A, what, a PLR, what? 95%. Uh, can I read some books? Okay. Man, this sounds easy. Sure, Hold on. Man. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, tell me. PLR.me. It's a website. And I'm going to be very careful on this just in case this comes back to bite me because they attacked me for... Uh, they attacked me as false information, which I'm like, I, I came out with PLR.me and I said this, I said, it's not, you know, it's not illegal because they are licensing to you pre-written stuff that other people have written and then you just format it for yourself. However, it is plagiarism. If you buy 90%, 95% of a written book and you throw a few stories around it and you state, I wrote this, you are objectively lying. If that's okay with you, go on, go, be you. I'm not judging. But doesn't that not feel so great to be able to say, okay, I did this? Or, I mean, most of these books I see people with, it's like they're pamphlets. You, you, I mean, if you're going to do something, maybe, I mean, I don't mean to sound harsh, but there isn't a book in a lot of people. Maybe there's a maybe it's a podcast. Other people, maybe there's a podcast in them. There's so many people leading people. Your life this, isn't oh, worth three hundred pages. Yeah. yeah. Holy yeah. shit. No, 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 no. I don't want to. I don't want to agree with. Oh, I know, you, I know, but that's how to me. It's like, yeah, you, you, you don't need a book. You, you don't need a sequel there, Melissa. <laughs> no spinoff for you, Tyler. It's it's amazing what and all these things that so many, not all, suck into like candy to go, this will build my authority by lying. I mean, you know, these podcast things where they'll give you, you know, they'll give you, here's, here are the questions. Or, or a podcast guest. I'm like, why? Radioguestlist.com. Get all these people on so you can say the exact same thing. I don't put ads in my podcast. I record my podcast when I feel like it. The last one, I'm not a numbers person. The last one hit 200K and listens. The one before was 175K. It's not about a number thing. I put out something that's about me. What I want to cover, what I want to do, I get out. At times when I screw up, I burp, I fart, and I don't edit those out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> what is it, the fucking man show? Um, I, th <laughs> I think with that, I could be wrong. So, like, yeah, if, if you're the PLR or whatever, if, if it's – you know, exactly how you're describing it. The fact that you're basically getting 90, 95% of something that's already written. And then you kind of like spruce it up and do your thing to it. I mean, one it's like, yeah, that's, that's insane. Like that's like, you know, doing the bare minimum on a group project and the group gets an A, <laughs> but also is, you might know this, um, the books or the words that you're getting, if you're getting like 95% of them, are they like creative commons? Like you're legally allowed to do this because uh the people like basically are you allowed to use the, that content for your own personal book oh yeah no people sell it i mean i wrote content for some of the business success coaches and and licensed it right to them and they could use it and they could use their name on it i mean it goes back to the beginning of my career so they're not doing drummer. anything legally wrong um yeah i will say this then the people who are probably doing that or at least um, most of the time when that, that situation is arising, it's just people trying to make some quick cash, you know, they're just like, yeah, this is my book. And you know, they know they're lying, but they, they just don't give a fuck cause they want money and, or, you know, listeners or viewers, fame, whatever false sense of fame that they think they have.
I mean, I try to push it not as much to them, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I don't judge it. I think it's a bad idea if I run across anybody that I would potentially work with and you, they're using that model, I don't want to work with them. That's just how I work. However, it's if you're going to if you're going to put out a book and you need that much done for you, maybe there isn't a book in you. And if you decide that it's a promotional standpoint, <laughs> and these people aren't making money. That's man. that's your t-shirt, I mean, by the way. Maybe there's maybe there isn't a book in you and no. then on the back you suck. You stupid. You ain't going to be nobody. <laughs> Well, you can spend 478 bucks and you can jump onto a, uh, it, it's a Amazon promotional site and it can make your book appear to be a bestseller. It gets, it gives you a snapshot of the Amazon sales ranking, which is not actually sales, it's downloads. So an ebook automatically dives down and you become a bestseller for a few seconds. It's a lie, but many, and when I say many thousands of people are running around stating, oh, I've got an Amazon bestseller because they spent the money to get a whole bunch of a bunch of robots to purchase it. Yeah. When you go to a site yeah. like bookstat.com, you can find out the sales. When people, I don't put bestseller on my second book. It was a bestseller. If somebody goes, oh, are you one of those? I'm like, go to bookstat.com. Here's my library of Congress number. Here's, here's this stuff with sales. Here's this stuff with my distributor. I can prove it. That's, I mean, that's it just, one of those things. Looked, don't hate the play or hate the game, kind of thing. You know, it's like it, it's not them who are. It's Amazon that set that up. Well, yeah, I mean, Amazon. I'm not great about it, but like, there's all sorts of awful things we can all do, and it's the <laughs> choice of what we choose to do and what we don't choose to do. So for me, like, one of the things I say is, I want to work with authentically sound people. I'm not judging otherwise, but if your choice the is, fuck, to are you doing on this podcast then? What's that? So what the fuck are you doing on this podcast? Because you're fun. Because <laughs> <laughs> you open up, go, well, we don't have any kind of opening thing here. I'm like, I love that. I don't go on a lot of people's shows because it's so scripted. It's so BS. It's like, I'd rather hang out and talk with a guy where maybe there are three people listening than be with some dude that's trying to Thank sound you. like a television guy <laughs> that <you>. has 30,000. <laughs> Thank you, Lauren. Thank you. By the way, three three people too many oh, in that hypothetical. For you. I'm, not, I'm saying you probably have more, but this is, uh, for me, these, these conversations, this is like when you were like, hey, man, 9 a.m. on Monday, I'm like, I get to start my week having fun, ranting, rolling, going back and forth. I don't care if anybody listens or a whole bunch of people listen. You're starting my week off in a better way than trying to get on with something and be, oh, well, let's talk about this. Let's, let's just, hey, let's go back and talk about this. I love to screw with the, the automatic scripted people. I said, well, they never found out about that guy I killed. And then, <laughs> it's kind of like being on a, on a morning show, like when a comedian goes on a morning show or oh, whatever, yeah. and it's just off the rails instantly. But how, dude, <laughs> see what, that I love. What did you, all right. I, I want to go back to wisdom though. So you're, you were telling me, but it seemed vague. Like, what exactly? How did you just get kicked out? You you basically said, "I'm leaving Wisdom," and then like they were the guy who was like, "No, I break up with you first, and they kicked you out. I'm not. I mean, again, I'm not 100 percent sure. I've had. I mean, I've been vocal when I've gone in there, and I've had some people join. They're like, "Well, what do you think is wrong with this? This is the greatest thing. It's going to be bigger than Clubhouse." I'm like, "No, it's not. Not in my opinion. And here's why." <laughs> 
And, you know, I mean, I got contacted by somebody from Wisdom. They're like, you're going to be a top mentor. I'm like, I'm going to be a what? That's a, that's <laughs> That was an that was an email sent out to yeah, everyone. Those, everyone. Dude, my, my email said, uh, your expertise in comedy. I'm like, my expertise in comedy? What the fuck are you talking about? But I, I viewed it as this. And Wisdom, I lost weight with Wisdom. I lost about 10 pounds because what I do is I get up pretty early in the morning. I go for a walk and I went on to wisdom. I didn't care who, who clued in some of the things that I was testing out for clients. Some of the things I was testing out for videos, for podcasts. I just, I just pop them out in wisdom. I didn't care if anybody was listening. I was walking, I was talking. And so the, this morning when I tried to get on and I couldn't, I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I, I deleted the app because I do, I mean, some of the people in there that are just slamming it down your throat of, you need to do this for motivation. You need to do this for health. You need to do this for finance. You know, the, the, the motivational, the Grant Cardones, if you only made a million dollars, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're weak. I'm like, I know a lot of people that if they made a million dollars, that's the last thing that they would be. So I, motivation without information is fluff to me. I get some people suck at the teat of it, but so many right now are failing because all they're focusing on spending money on is being motivated instead of the actions and the executions and the strategy to get where they want. And to me, wisdom feels empty. In it, to me, it feels like motivation or sales or people pretending that they're not selling, trying to motivate to sales. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I want to get back to a lot of that. You, you unpacked some stuff there. Uh, anyone listening, if you're not familiar with this Wisdom app, it's one of those social uh, audio apps um, like Clubhouse. Where, But Clubhouse's user interface is terrible, where Wisdom's actually I enjoy a little bit more. However, there's a lot of fucking idiotic errors on the Wisdom app that I, it blows my mind that they don't fix, but probably because they realize it's not going to be that big of a deal of an app. Um and it's like stereo. It's more like stereo. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with stereo, though, Lauren. Stereo's got more features than Wisdom, but it's literally the worst kind of de- demented human beings that are on the app. Whereas Wisdom, yeah. Whereas Wisdom, there's usually just like six shows in the whole world going on, and it's just people telling you like, "This is how like you should keep hope," and this is this is my journey, this is my story. It's like a LinkedIn profile for borderline uh, religious people. That's pretty much what Wisdom is. um it's it is i mean it's it's weird and i mean i i just it to me a whole bunch of people that sit there and want to talk and share that to me is open it's when they begin to make statements this is what this is no you know you, you can get so much further if you share it in your in in your opinion over trying to state an objective truth that could be debated and and look at it i mean not trying to get into technical but from podcasts going up online to videos on YouTube to websites, the new algorithms are going after this. If you need to make a claim, I don't care if the claim is 100%, set it as a subjective opinion that's backed up and you're going to organically go up because the Tony Robbins sites are diving. The Gary Vee sites are diving <laughs> because it's a whole bunch of claims. The shit that makes the shit that I always laugh about with the Gary Vee stuff is this. <laughs> You know, I didn't want to tell anyone about my journey until like I like because I was working. You know, I was working. That's why I came out in my forties. Until it's like, 
dude, no, you didn't. That, that's not why you came out. Like, you, dude, you, you, if you were able to do the grift that you're doing now, you would have did it 10, 20, 30 years sooner. You just, you timed it very, very well. And you made, you made most of your money investing in social media platforms. Like, I, you're not worth $200 million because you sold some fucking wine in your dad's shop. Well, and, and that's the problem I have with, with Gary. And Gary, he attacked me on Twitter a number of years back. It was hilarious. And I'm, I consider myself a little bit more sensitive now than I used to be, but he had come, he had said something. Cause your I, name's I said, Warren. You know, yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he, he goes, he, he says, well, this is this. And this is, I said, Gary, you're sharing a quarter of the story, leaving 75% out, telling people what to do. But you know, you, you say you became the CMO of your parents, of, of a wine company. It was your parents' wine company. You were given a amazing budget to hire some amazing people to teach you these things. That's cool. Don't hide that. But when you make it all about you and you do, and you share your journey in an incomplete way and this false hype way, then people that do that that sets them up to be that sets up danger for them. And then he's and then he comes back. He goes, "Well, my book is a bestseller, and I have two bestsellers." And at the time, I was a little bit meaner, and I just popped back. I said. Harry Potter's Harry Potter's a bestseller and it's completely fiction, dude. And then he blocked me. <laughs> that was an easy block. Yeah, sure. just Justin Bieber. Uh, I'd rather listen to him than Iron Maiden because he just you know he sold more units or whatever. Um, this this is always all right. This this shit right here because this goes back to what I was saying that you unpacked some stuff, man. It goes back to what if I'm gonna hate something, what do I hate more? So before you came on, I was watching a video about this like Instagram fitness guy called Liver King um, or something barbarian. And he's, wow. he's yeah, he's claiming to be, you know, 100 percent natural. And he clearly like, he like anyone with fucking eyeballs knows like, OK, he's usually he's using something, whatever steroids he's using. I don't know, but he's using like tests or something. He's using something, but he's claiming to be 100 percent natural. And he, then coincidentally, he also sells supplements and shit like that. Um, and he also has a social media presence that, you know, his brand he's selling as well. So what I'm saying is I don't, what do I, I don't know who to hate more sometimes, Lauren, which is, do I hate the person who's clearly lying, but at the end of the day, they're just trying to make money. Like, I know why they're lying. They're trying to make money. They don't care morally about what this might do to people. They don't care if people get hurt in the gym, if um, people get so depressed that they can't re reach those expectations so they just kill themselves. They don't care about all that. They just want to make bread. Do I get mad at them because like they're literally just pure evil? Or do I get mad at the fucking retards? They're like, of course he's 100% now. You're just a hater, man. Like He's totally net. I don't know who to get upset with more the the shyster or the people who are claiming the shyster as gospel i mean my thing and like i was saying before i'm i've tried to and i'm working to get away from from hating as a whole my my issue my issue is there we have we have any road we can take i mean there's there's i mean there's now the fake covid test there's this there's that it doesn't i mean there's so many different ways to make money I mean, I, I, don't, I don't believe in a side hustle. To people, when they present, I've got this side hustle. I'm like, okay, would you share? And I would ask this of anybody on that. Would you tell your family, your kids, your this, your, your, your parents, your heroes, this is what you're doing? Most of the case in the time, the people you're talking about, they wouldn't. If you're not completely transparent, 
dude, that's on you. And I can't judge that and I can't hate that. You want to do that. My thing, my thing is to warn people about it. Watch out for a PLR.me model. Watch out for it. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not saying PLR.me needs to shut down. Let them do whatever. They have a great audience of a whole bunch of people that want to call themselves authors. Let the Amazon model and the other marketers, you know, set up the hype. Let let the Instagram people buy you followers. You can get a million followers in 24 hours on Instagram if you pay for it. I mean, it, it really, to me, I don't hate any of them. I just I watch out for them. And for my personal thing, it's warning people. And because most, I mean, the, the summer, summarize it with this. Most people are not screwed over. Most people are not taken advantage of. Most people are not used solely alone. They need, in my opinion, to be held accountable for them not vetting, for them not looking a little bit deeper, for them just buying in on the front page on the headline. So, so my thing is, I don't hate either. And, you know, it's, you, of course, it's your choice. You choose. But I, I think it's on the people to go, all right. The majority of these books in this field, especially inside of business success, are false or they're regurgitated from other stuff. So look into that, look a little bit deeper, see what this guy's actually done, see where Lady Gaga really came from. She was not some tormented kid in high school. That's not true. That was part of the story that was written for her. And if you dig beyond the headlines and the stuff that her team wants you to read, you'll find out a little bit more of the backstory. But a lot of people, they don't want to go there. Yeah, well, that's that's and that's where I get into that cross that it's like, all right, this person's obviously trying to just gain money with any like not any means necessary, but a lot of means necessary. And then you just have idiots, uh, which is, by the way, I really do think, you know how like they say the average IQ is like around 100 I think that's bullshit. I think that was just smart people saying, let's just tell all these fuckers that they're average. We're not going to tell them that they're actually fucking retarded. I think the majority of us are really stupid. <laughs> and they're just telling us, no, no, you're average. You're a C student. You're fine. You're fine. You're good. You're fine. You know, buy our, buy our new waffle maker. <laughs> it's, I mean, it, it is. It's a story. I mean, when people, it's, it's, uh, there was a great t-shirt I saw the other day. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You're just an idiot. <laughs> you know, and, and they're the opposite side. Of, there's the opposite side of it where you got someone where they're proving something deeper and then somebody sends messaging to go, let's make this seem even crazier so people won't buy into this. I mean, all news, all news is messaging. And it's how the message is performed. It's how the message is authorized. It's how you spin these things and then where it spins from there. I mean, you know, from the, to the reality shows, I was with American Idol for a season. That was messaging. Everyone, you know, the, the message that went out there is we're looking for the next American Idol. No, we're looking for commercial time and ratings. You know, I mean, you look at, you look at a show like The Voice. The Voice doesn't need to and has never really produced that super artist they're claiming to. But they've made high levels of revenue off of a whole bunch of people not making money. And yeah, I mean, we're going to pass you through if you're not that talented, but you're dramatic. And then when you try to be dramatic where you have an opportunity and you're not that talented, you get passed. I mean, it's, it's a vicious circle. Yeah. So what, what is that though? Why? Cause you brought up like TV shows and everything. Why do people, why do we like, Oh, it's almost as if we 
we need to be lied to. If, if if like every show or podcast or radio thing, like if any, if all that was like a hundred percent, you know, real or whatever that, but like it, it wouldn't, why does, why do the, the really lying shows do really well? Like why do people in, in essence, like they need, they need it. They need to be lied to. What is, what is that about humans or whatever? Do you have an, a thought on that? You know, it bothered me for years. And I mean, I, I was embarrassed by some of the stuff where we, we put together basically a story with one show and it ended up launching this dude onto the cover of USA Today. He ended up at a White House correspondence dinner. And I was in tears. I mean, like I was, I was sick to my stomach. I was in tears. I'm not being dramatic, but it was, I was so pissed off at the time and so annoyed because it was like, well, we got to get caught. I mean, there's no way they're going to buy this. There is no way. And then we just went a little further. And then like, okay, we're going to put them in, you know, we're going to get them into a freaking correspondence humorous dinner. Well, there's no way the president would make fun of them. There's the president up on stage. That was a turning point for me. And it's where I left music and television and do more of the messaging and optics that I do now. It was embarrassing. And people, I don't know what the answer is. I don't understand why people want to just, they want to read something. I mean, I was watching a really cool documentary. It was wild. It was about uh, Egypt and Israel and, and just aspects of like the original languages and how they were written. And this one guy comes back and he goes, okay, Hebrew was actually a little bit older. And they're like, okay, prove it. Well, we found this, we timestamped this. We did. So he runs all this scientific evidence. He hits it out of the park. And basically it's throwing it at scientists and other people saying, okay, the language of Hebrew was actually about 400 years older than originally estimated. And these learned professors that have lived and grown up for generations, understanding that it was this day. No, that, that, that just can't be true. And you've got this guy going, okay, but we have this. And now we have the time here. And this was taken here. And here's just this array of quality, you know, quantified, qualitative proof. No, 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 that's just wrong. So it's not just the dumb people. It's some people just can't to look a little bit deeper while at the same time they can't accept change. So to throw out that, what was that, what was that movie, dude? The one, the one where they got dumber and dumber, stupidity or oh, no, idi idiocracy. Uh, that, that dude, we are in that. I, that's such <laughs> a, I, I, it was funny, like the first time I heard that, and now since I've heard that around fifty thousand times, I kind of just want to blow my head off. Like, yo, man, we're living in that right now. It's like, yes, I know, yes, yes, yes. You're the like the ninety thousandth person who's told me this. But I, I, I mean, I hate, you're, you're I, not, I hate you're to not be really that, that wrong. But uh, it's 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 wrong, by the way. But I understand but what you're saying. But look back to it from the other side, and, and I, I don't want to be a redundant person saying that. But look to the look to the messaging. If you were to ever watch that again, look at the way the commercials line. It's not just oh, it's similar. It's the, the I mean, it really to me the genius of the movie was was not just the the core plot, which yeah, everybody agrees, but the way that an ad comes out, the way that something is believed, the way that we spin it, and then you don't believe this, okay, let's switch it. I enjoyed watching that Netflix that Leonardo DiCaprio one. And I'm not big oh, on Netflix. I didn't see that either. And yeah, no, I'm not big on Netflix uh, either. Yeah, but, same, yeah. same thing, dude. It, it's, it's. They, I mean, they, they objectively prove an asteroid is on its way, and yet they have to run through all the messaging and these people going, you know, it's not there, it's not there. And I'm not trying to spoil it, but there's at one point where all these people look up and they genuinely see the asteroid is coming, and now it's too late because 
you fought all the science, you fought all the, you know, the facts, the intelligence. And, you know, I mean, I think that's sort of where we're at as a, I'm not a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan, but I really enjoyed that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. Uh, Aviator is one of my favorite movies. Um, that's a cool one. It's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's we. It's weird that we're like that too, that humans are like that because I think naturally humans are very curious creatures. So we're always looking to do new things. But then you see, if you just look around, people, they get into their comfort zone and never want to leave it and never want to change. So it's like, how can one species be so curious, but then also not want to do anything that involves change once they get into like a comfortable, a comfortable state? It's, I have no answer. <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's, I mean, that, that is, dude, I, I wish I knew. I mean, and it's, it's, it's worsening in some ways. And I mean, even last night we were talking with a guy and, and this, this applies to, 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 to this. It, it's, he wanted to make a statement that's absolutely objectively true, but he can't put it on his website because it could be filed as a claim. So we had to place it into something that was a little bit more subjective. So as opposed to this thing that he can absolutely prove, I said to him, I said, do you want to be right or do you want it to be right? And stating with, with all these people making all these claims, one of the best things we can do right now to combat this is just to come out and state, this is my opinion and here's why. When somebody counters you, as opposed to, well, you're an idiot. I mean, I hear people and there are times where it's just like, I want to say, you're an idiot. Oh, dude. I'm like, okay, let me, hear, let, me hear what you have, let me hear what you have to say. Let me, okay, so this is where you're coming from. Okay. I don't see the substantiated stuff behind it. Can you show me a little bit about this? You're doubting me. I'm absolutely doubting you. You've shared something. I'm willing to see more information on it, but I'm not taking you at, at, you know, at face value. And man, does that piss people off. <laughs> that, does, that does blow my mind where it's like, I said something and, and you're questioning it. It, it means that you, you're, you not only doubt it, like you're, you're, you're trying to act as if this is not reality. It's like, dude, no, I'm just, it's a question. You can't, I, don't, I think technically I, I might be, I might be, I, I am retarded, but I might be even more retarded with this. I think you're, you technically can't make a statement when asking a question, right? Like in literature, like you, if you ask a question, no matter what question you ask, you're not making a statement. Dude, I had editors, technical editors, and proofreaders. I'm not the guy to ask. <laughs> Dude, what were your? I did, you, I did write my book, but wow, I had people to to. I, I, it was a book written for drummers from a drummer. <laughs> I was gonna say because earlier you were, you were talking about how like some dude was like almost like I forget he was like heckling you or whatever, and you're on stage with a guitar. I'm like, what's this like a band Q and A? What the fuck? Like, what, what were you doing? Are you like a prop comic? Oh, you know, I used to love like when I spoke at like some of the music schools and I'm not even a guitarist. I love when there was a guitar, there was something there. I was nervous as hell when I first started speaking on stage when I wasn't behind a drum set. A drum set was, that was like the safe haven. When I first went out on tour and we did the, and I was playing with some of the acts that were in bigger theaters, arenas, I would, I would hide myself behind symbols. I'd purposely set up these symbols so it blocked out people. And then later on, this road manager is like, look into the lights. And so I'd look into the lights, I'd be blind, and then slowly the audience would show up and it was calming. But when I first got asked to go out and speak and I'm on the stage alone, I was terrified. And it was like, you, you've played these arenas. I'm like, yes, 
but I always have my safe little home way in the back. And now you want me up front. I don't like this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. props. Yeah, it was, it was guitars. It was, I got in trouble. I, uh, I had Vaseline as a prop at a, uh, that, a speaking that, event that in Pennsylvania. That sounds like a porno event. That sounds like well, one no, of those was, exotica events. Oh, you'll love this line. I think it flies in the messaging as a whole. I said, look, you know, if you continue on the track that you're this music industry related, you continue with the assumptions and working off the perceptions and the track that you're currently on, you know, in the music business, this might make what's about to happen to you go a little easier. And then I got a cease and desist from Vaseline. Gonna, yeah, wait, I was going to say, <laughs> did you stick your dick in the Vaseline right after that quote? Like, what do you mean this might make your life a lot easier? We, we hinted that you were going to take it up the butt. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah, no, that, like I said, I'm retarded. So, so that one they, went no, right no, over no, my but head. They, they we tried to go soft and, and, and we didn't want to get sued. I mean, it's always those careful, like before I had the clearance, I couldn't talk about certain record labels. And it was like, I can't tell you the name of this label, but it rhymes with pony. <laughs> but, but Is that when the drummer in the background went, but dumps? Oh yeah. No, I mean, even inside of drums, you know, I, I, I love the Beatles and, you know, Ringo Starr was an inspiration, but he was not an influence. I mean, the dude was hanging on for dear life. He wasn't <laughs> that good. You ever hear the one I, quote where like they were interviewing the Beatles? And I forget whether it was like Paul McCartney or John Lennon, and then because they asked him, it was like, uh, "Is Ringo like one of the best drummers in the world?" And like I forgot one of them, but one of them goes, "I don't think he's even the best drummer in the Beatles." Well, you bring up a great point. It was it was Lennon, but they buried the video and then claimed he never said it. I mean that's that. I mean in this correction, and when you well, watch, I'm the, looking that up right now. Why, why are you talking? I'm gonna just look that up. See if you can find it. It yeah, it know. was Lennon. It was they were in they were at some airport. Lennon stated it. I'd seen the videos for years, but all of a sudden you can't find that video anymore, and that's where we buried truth. But I mean, I mean to me, it's like Ringo for what he meant was something important for what he was technically. They replaced him. It was not always Ringo for the Beatles. Paul McCartney played drums. George played. Dr George wrote drum parts. I think parts the original drummer. Well, I think the original drummer. I think attempted to kill himself just because, like, he left or not left. He got kicked. Like you said, he got kicked out right before the Beatles became, you know, the, like literally bigger than Jesus Christ. Well, Pete, Pete Best was. I mean, there there were rumors. I mean, there was depression. <laughs> I met him years back. And I mean, it was, it was hard for him, but when, when they talked to him, they're like, you know, you, you can make a life being one of the original Beatles. You can work, you can, you can make this work for you. And he did. I mean, Pete Best was, and, and when we oh, later oh, got oh, to I conferences and you got to the Beatlemania stuff. I think I um, found it, the video. Oh, good. I'm glad. It's, it's, it's back up. audio. Let me, I, I don't know. You're probably not going to be able to hear this. Let me play this real quick. Ringo Starr. Oh, right, all right. Maybe Ringo Starr wasn't the best drum in the world. <laughs> all right, maybe he wasn't the best drum in the Beatles, but he's a name. I don't... Now, this is 1981. This is... I don't know what... Written by... I don't... That doesn't sound like John Lennon. Oh, wait. Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Never said by John Lennon. Jasper Carrot's office claimed it as 1983 gag. Proof now. It was said earlier in BBC comedy radio active in october 1981 file here voiced by philip pope 
written by Gregory Perkins, not by John Lennon. So, I mean, there's, so I just played that. And then this tweets claiming that it was never said by John Lennon, but I always thought it was see that now. See, this is it. I'm a headline reader. I'm a headline reader, man. So, so right, right there. Now let's say, let's say you're Ringo Starr and you're a Beatle and you're still trying to position yourself as, as what you want to be for your ego. He could just sit back and be a Beatle. But so I put out a tweet, I put out a website denying something. I switch this over. I get a couple third-party people. It's the Amazon reviewer. It's it's the you know it's 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 putting a press release out for you know you want to put out something and you want to counter something. You can spend two hundred and fifty bucks on on a press site and use it illegally to counter something that's already out there. And you've got people that'll just see the headline. I saw a video. Oh, uh, you you cut out my you, and it's John Lennon. Can you say that again? You cut out for like ten seconds. I, I saw a video, as I recollect, from years back, and it was John Lennon, and they were all sitting there, and I think it was at a Pan, there was a Pan Am in the background, and it's clearly John Lennon making that joke. And it's true. He wasn't the best drummer. He's still an amazing dude. But like even everyone says, oh, the Beatles documentary that was on Hulu or, or wherever it was, or Disney, this is amazing, this is amazing, this, is, this gives you insight into the Beatles. My opinion? Bullshit. The cameras were on. All of this footage was edited by Yoko Ono, um, edited and produced by Yoko Ono, Ali, Paul Ali, McCartney, Ali. and Ringo Starr. So they, they allow you to see what they want you to see. I, don't, I mean, a lot of these documentaries to me are incredibly off. It, when you know the camera's on, you are not the person when the camera's on. I mean, still, Paul McCartney's amazing. I love the Beatles. This is not how they were. Yeah, I didn't see that documentary. Where's that documentary at again? Um, Disney. Uh, I think Disney ah, Plus. Disney. Shit. My buddy just gave me his HBO account, but fuck, that's the only, I gotta get someone to give me their Disney Plus account. I think that's one of the only ones I don't have now. Um, but it's long. I mean, I'm even a musician, and I'm a big fan of the Beatles. But there were times I was just, you know, I'm passing it forward, and you get okay. Well, there's this, and you you see the awareness of them on camera. But like, you know, the the unauthorized documentaries are a lot more interesting to me than editing down whatever it was, 16, 17 hours of, of footage that paints the picture you want to paint. I mean, the Beatles, are gonna, are, the Beatles are going into history. McCartney's going into history as one of the greatest. However, we still have to protect our messaging. So you put this thing out, you make sure to leave in what parts, leave out other parts. You've got that covered and you've told the story you want to tell. Yeah, I, I had similar <laughs> feelings with um and by the way we both sound sound like fucking little faggoty haters right now but i i <laughs> i felt the same feeling with um did you see the the bulls documentary it was like a 10 part documentary about the chicago yeah, no, bulls no I, I i scanned around it and again i'm not my whole concept and, and people can call me a hater my whole concept is look at it enjoy it watch it but also understand there's an aspect of entertainment where you're not getting the full piece of it for someone to watch the Beatles documentary and say I want to watch this for entertainment I want to watch this as a Paul McCartney or a Beatles fan then go one more step before you turn it off or before you share about it to go okay that was an interesting perspective on it but maybe not the entire thing well and yeah now, because it's because it's gathered truth it's supposed to be entertaining yeah because like when when people watched the godfather oh that's how that's how the mafia was, you know, they used to, and dude, like, oh my God, dude, growing up in the tri-state area with an Italian family, 
and just <laughs> hearing the way they would talk as if like none of you guys are in the mob like what the fuck like you guys are acting like you're in the shit none of you like oh i, I know a guy <laughs> you know a guy who owns a shovel that's it like what the fuck dude oh my god uh going back to the the bulls thing though man i dude i watched so that, that was a 10 that was a 10 part uh series documentary all right docu docu series whatever the fuck they call it and <laughs> each episode was around an hour dude after four or five episodes and I was watching with my girl. I was like, all right, we're kind of invested. We kind of have to keep watching. I got to the eighth episode and I literally, I quit, which I, if I get that far with anything, I almost always go all the way. I just said, fuck it. I'm done. Because one little thing was I, cause this was like a, a minority thing on why I was upset. I was watching this and I'm like, this, this isn't, they barely talked about Michael Jordan's father getting murdered where it could have had relations to his gambling. They never, like, they, they, like, they, it, that was like a blip. The guy, the, the guy who the documentary is about, it wasn't even about the Bulls, it was about Michael Jordan. His father was murdered in, like, the middle of this guy's career, and they barely talked about him in this documentary. I'm fucking flabbergasted. And then, two, I'm watching this series, and I'm just like, yeah, the Bulls were great, and they won championships. Almost everything I'm watching, I already fucking know. So I got so bored. I just, I, I was done. I didn't watch the last two episodes. Well, and you're like, you're like a lot of other people with that. I mean, it, it, again, I mean, it's certain people are going to choose to dig in a little bit deeper if they want to know the whole story. Some people don't want to know the whole story. And that's okay. There's certain things like, you know what? I don't care about certain bands or I don't care about the history behind certain stuff. But... When I speak on it, I state, you know, I don't know. Here's from what I've read or what I've watched. But we, we have come into this environment of the overnight expert that will answer all the questions. I have somebody to contact me. Oh, yep, you cut out again, Lauren. Oh, now you're really out. If you're talking, I can't hear you. Yep. Almost. There we go. There you go. What Sorry. Did you, what, did, what, did you, what did you do? You knocked the wire? <laughs> Your hands are flailing over the there. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just, it's being as simple to be able to state, I don't know. Everyone talks about the secrets of success. If they're putting them in a blog or a podcast, they're not secrets. Yeah, by, the, okay. by the way, if, you, if you're blogging, you're not successful. Well, it was a some, joke. It was a joke. No, it was no, a no, joke. No, 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 I, I, no, no, but seriously, <laughs> some people, if they're, it depends what they're blogging on. And if they want to throw out something, great. If it if it's somebody, or it's like the people that live in the Wisdom app. I'm sorry. If you are this humongous and you can be on Wisdom for five hours a day every day, I got some questions about you. If you're constantly putting this stuff out and it's all yell, tell, sell, and I haven't walked away and learned anything, then I think that you're a Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, Grant Cardone, or Gary V here, spinoff. Here's the difference. Though. That's the thing. They're they're not. Spinoff is a better word. They're not them because those people are actually successful selling their shit. So that and and that's where I always get confused. It's like, you know, those people are evil, but deep down they know it. They just don't care. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they don't give. A, they just want money. And I gotta admit. They're succeeding. They're doing it. They're fucking crushing it. Where the other people, they're just, in, 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 this is my mind, they're just as evil. 
They want to be successful like those people, but they're too fucking stupid to become that successful. So the difference between like a Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, or any really successful sales rep or whatever, those people are just as evil as the rest of us, even you and me. They're just successful financially compared to the rest of us. That's 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 my, that's my mindset. I don't I don't know if that's fact or not, but that's my mindset. They're just better with money. My basic point for how I live, and I'm not telling anyone to live this way, is I believe that we can all profit at the expense of no one. And what I mean by that simply is stating if we sell a product that has the quality to it or a service that has the quality to it, we can do it in a way that is as beneficial to what we make as to what someone gets from it. Yes, that's I don't believe yeah. that most people act that way. I believe like what you were sharing before. It's like, hey, this guy's just trying to make money. Great. Did you just hurt someone and their family and their kid and they just had a new kid and they did this and you're not worried about it because it's just one more in the hole. Okay, that's how you are. My, my cornerstone is profit at the expense of no one. I will tell anyone what I do, how I do it. I'll tell my daughter. My daughter walks into my home office. She sits in here. I, and I feel comfortable being able to share that. However, there are a lot of people where it's, it's like dual lives, and I don't want to say this. I, I used to make the joke saying, if you were sitting in front of someone that's just looking up to you, totally is just you know enamored with everything that you have to say, just completely all would you say what you're about to say if your hero or the person you looked up to most was standing right behind you? And to me, if you can't, then the message is off. If you can share yourself with authority, but also with humility, I think you're doing a lot better these days. Again, most people most people probably disagree. <laughs> In the beginning of what you're saying, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why I need to get those people that make those electric blowjob machines to be a sponsor of this podcast. There's a product they ain't hurting nobody. It's making every. It's making fifty percent of the world happy. We need to. We need to invest in that. As a as a society, as a as a human, as humans, as a species, like that is one. Dude, what other species has that invention? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that is hey man what suits you i'm 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 all about it and i wish more people i wish more people would be it's i mean we just we're, we're full of a cast of characters of, of of judgment and immediate decision and well i didn't hear this or i didn't see this or you know well if you don't have this many followers and you can't be any good oh, okay <laughs> then oh uh, that that is it's one of the ones i almost always uh ignore the whole like Oh, you only got this many followers. You must be really good. It's like, eh, it's like, what are you? What am I gonna do? What am I? Am I gonna argue with that person? And I do get into arguments. Like, dude, I get into arguments about sports a lot on Twitter, which is the dumbest thing to do. It is the dumbest. Like, I was getting into an argument the other day, and the guy's like, "Oh, well, I played high level uh, sports, and I like clearly you don't know." It's like, yeah, yeah, okay, bro. Clearly, clearly, I don't know because I have a different opinion than you, even though you have no idea about anything in my life. Oh, and by the way, your high-level sports, like, just because you play the men's league softball game doesn't mean you you know a ton about what baseball's all about. It's just, it's incredible, the stupidity. 
I see come out of people's faces or their fingertips, whatever it is. Oh, like you, like you say, it's, I mean, it's a stupidity in the ego. I mean, I, somebody contacted me uh, it was a little while back and they're like, who's the best drummer in the world? I'm like, who do you think? He goes, well, no, no, I'm asking you. I said, there is no best. Who, who is your favorite drummer? And he goes, well, I really like the drummer from the Foo Fighters. His name is Taylor Hawkins. He's a guy you see live. Most of the time, it's Dave Grohl cutting into the studio. With occasionally Taylor once in a while. And he goes, well, what do you think of him? I said, gifted dude. Started, he actually started out with Alanis Morissette. And, and he goes, well, is he, is he the best? I said, he's the best to you. I said, well, I really value your opinion. I said, why? Music is art. Art is subjective. I mean, the drummers that I looked at, and he's like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've been on 700 albums. I've done all sorts of stuff. I have no more authority on the opinion of who I think is the best than he does, even though he doesn't play the drums. It's the same thing for steak. I mean, like, I had, I, I got a friend that he's just like, Applebee's steak is the bee's knees for him. There's <laughs> nothing better. I'd say Ruby Tuesday. I like, for some reason, well, I Ruby like Ruby Tuesday. Tuesday. Man, I mean, the Ruby Tuesday salad bar. I remember I was on the road and we stopped in this place just outside of Cleveland. And it was like, we can do a five star. I'm like, there's a Ruby Tuesday right there. And it's next to the hotel. No, no, no. We're gonna, we got to take care of you. I'm like, I bet this is going to be great. I was in there just thrilled. And they're like, <laughs> but, I, but, but we, we wanted to do like a really nice dinner. I'm like, this is a really nice dinner. And I'm also saving you guys hundreds of bucks. I mean, it just, the, the, the whole angle, it's like, listen to the other person's opinion without judging them. Somebody thinks McDonald's is the top over burger fries. Someone likes in and out And then you've got just these, these foodie people on here going, if you don't know this, then you don't know food. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, you know what it is, man? Because like, I get what you're saying where it's, um, I'll go out to eat and someone at the table orders a well done steak. And then like one or two people, eh, you know, it's the same guys that tell you when to flip the fucking burgers at the barbecue. It's like, bro, like I'll flip the fucking burgers when I flip the burgers. Can you just like, can you go <laughs> somewhere, please, with your fucking goatee and just walk around or whatever? But I think it's this. <laughs> I think because you, you obviously you obviously live in America. I live in America. Um, My girl, she's not originally from the States, right? So. She goes, all you white people are alike. And I'll be like, when something oh, happens, no, no. <laughs> and when something happens and I'll go, wait, babe, that, that person's black. What are you talking? And she's like, no, like you guys are all white people in my mind, meaning Americans. And it took me a second to be like, what the fuck does that mean? And basically in America, dude, it is so like this. And this is my opinion now. And it is so easy to live. Like it is so easy to get your biological purposes of food, water, and shelter in this country where we have to create our problems. Everything yes. said, yes. everything said online or whatever could easily be ignored. But because we have so much free time, we have to make a situation or a bigger deal than it really necessarily has to be about said thing that's being said. So, and that's just that's just kind of what it is. That's how we are, sadly, because we have so we 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 honestly probably don't have any real purpose anymore. So we're kind of just bump. We're just like walking around, bumping into things, hoping like, oh, here's something I can make a big deal about because we, we need it. We need energy. There's something that triggered me. <laughs> yeah, something like we need fucking we just need to have our eyes open because without it, we're just fucking. Well, yeah, I'll just get a fucking burger with fries. I'll get a large soda. It's like we're just fucking depleted emotionally that, i would put that quote up for you and across your podcast i mean to me that's the most 
I mean, that that's just beautiful, dude. I mean, that is that is my morning. I mean, it really, you you really hit it on that. That instead of focusing on that given business, instead of focusing on something, instead of trying to shift somebody else's opinion, they got to fight about it or move on. You know, my 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 ex sent me a picture. She was taking my daughter out to uh, ice cream, and the image uh, the image at the, in front of the bathroom was an image of a man, and then next to it was the image of a woman. And then next to it was the image of a half man, half woman stiletto thing or, or, or sketch. What is it called? Staccato stands. I, I don't know. The stick figures you're talking about, like for a restaurant? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> and, and I'm just like, and, and my daughter's like, what is that? And, you know, uh, it's the family room. I'm like, it's just, this is crazy. I said, this is a little bit crazy. And I mean, like, I stand behind, and I know this is not a popular opinion, I stand behind Dave Chappelle. I don't think, I, I watch the episodes, I don't think, from my opinion, that he is attacking transgenders. And when you, when you get into that, and all of a sudden now you've assumed, this is this, you're insulted, so now he is insulting. And then he's being just pushed off. Patton Oswalt, who I used to like until a couple days ago, when he, oh, what, because he, he apologized? Yeah. Ah. I, found, I just, that turned me off. Where, it just, where one minute he's like, look, this is my friend, and we had a really good time, this and that. And then I, I'm sorry I took a picture with Dave Chappelle. I'm <laughs> done with you. <laughs> now, maybe not other people aren't, but to me, I'm, I'm, I'm done with it. Be, you be your trans. You, be, you identify with whatever you want to identify. From where I come from, it's simple. You, gender is not an opinion. What you choose to identify is, is yours, but we are born as men or we are born as women and it's whatever you choose to do afterwards, but changing scientific definitions, it, it's part of the problem and to me, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I, with that, a couple things. One, with the Dave Chappelle thing, I, th I think the, the, the major couple words about his last special was pretty, like the two words I would put on it were would be, uh, pretty boring or meh that special was just yeah. like it was kind of meh man i watched it and i was just like this eh. i dude he like blew my because i was a kid when i saw that i was a kid and so it's so engraved in me some of the jokes from that special are one of the funniest jokes ever the uh the killing them softly special that he did from 1999 mm. when he does the fucking bit where Bill Clinton's like, come here, little nigger, baby. Mwah! It's one of the funniest. <laughs> fu I, dude, I that quote is engraved in my head. Just like Cat Williams has an amazing joke where it's like, nah, nah, it looks like a Chrysler 300. It's just some some jokes just stick. I saw that special he did. Uh, it's probably months now. It's probably months ago with the closer or whatever on Netflix. And I'm just like, this, this is... I mean, he's doing his thing. He's allowed to do his thing. He's, he's, he's an entertainer, whatever. And if people are entertained, that's great. If people loved it, whatever. If they hated it, whatever. I just watched it and I'm like, this is, this was a little boring. <laughs> and it just, it wasn't for me. Um, and also, I, it, again, it, it's like, I'm, I feel like I'm always like in the middle in a way. Like, oh, you're a Katri, you're in one of those middle people. No, I mean, I don't know. In this one, I am because obviously, there's the people that are going to get insanely offended because they get offended by anything, whatever. But then there's the people who act. And I talked to my friend who's a, he's a stand-up comedian, or at least like, he, yeah, he's a stand-up comedian. And he goes, yeah, no, that special was really brave by Dave Chappelle. 
It's like brave. He got paid millions of dollars by Netflix. What are you talking? Like, <laughs> it's not bravery. I wish I was. Yeah, yeah. I'm a brave guy too. Give me millions of dollars. Um, and then with Patton Oswalt, I, I get what you're saying. I'll say this, and you probably agree with this too. Um, being that you you were saying that you, you were done with him, so I guess you weren't at before. Um, even though he's done a lot of writing, movies and stuff, some of his stand-up bits are insane. He's an underrated, in my mind, stand-up comedian. He's really funny, man. At least a lot of his older specials. He had like two, three specials that were really good. I, I mean, I liked him for a while, and I lived in L.A. for a long time. I loved, I mean, I wouldn't go see bands when I wasn't working. I would go see comedians. I'm a wannabe comedian, and I'm awful. But like it, it to me, and again, and that's the beauty of it. It's what you see or what you feel. To me, it just it became a, it becomes a turnoff when we, when we're not necessarily supporting something else, or we're afraid, or we we turn it into that element where I'm I'm afraid of how this is going to represent, um, and where this where this is going to carry over the problem that it's going to create. I think that we can shift our voices to the audience that we're in front of, but to stand true, I mean, across the board, I have no problem. I grew up in Western Massachusetts, Mount Holyoke College, Smith College. Um, I mean, it was, it was immensely culturally advanced in that. And back then at that time with people that they, they were, one, it was cross-dressers and then it was this, and it was just this, I mean, I grew up with an uncle Herb and an uncle and an uncle Art. It was two guy. It was it was two gay guys. And I have no problem with that. I have the problem that all of a sudden it's I need to be termed as this or it needs to be termed as that. You want to identify as a woman? Go for it. But you were born a man, and there's nothing wrong with that. And at the same, I mean, the other part is having a six year old daughter. I don't care if you're in college now identifying as a woman. You, I'm not sending my daughter to a college where if she chooses to be a swimmer or chooses to do whatever, that she has to go up against athletes that were previously, you know, of, of that another one sex. That's one of the That's funniest fucking things. The people, <laughs> the, du the dudes that are like, all right, I'm going to transition to a girl. Oh, uh, you know what? I think I'm also going to become a five-star athlete. It's like, dude, exactly. what a, dude, what a, again. Don't hate the, in that case, it's like, I can't even hate the player. It's the game. It's like, dude, you like the rules are the rules, man. Like it's fucking hilarious to see these fucking monsters, these six foot five Goliaths just fucking decimating these poor girls who are just trying to, yes. trying to win in this fagazi sport. No offense, women's sports, but well, you know, you know, it's like, it's like Japanese baseball. I mean, let's be real. Um, <laughs> dude, it's fucking hysterical. It is. And it just, I mean, it's all, I mean, it's the same thing. Well, I, I didn't do this. Well, I mean, like when somebody comes to me and they're, they're saying, I want to move my business messaging more toward a, we're LGBTQ friendly. I said, no, that's not your tagline. No, that's the tagline we want to go with. I said, I won't work with you. Well, why not? I mean, this is really important right now. They're, they're probably doing it to who you want to serve as opposed to what you're serving. Yeah. Yeah, they're probably doing it. Just listen, man. It's a, anytime I see a business make a decision, I go, "Oh, it's a money decision." Like no matter what, it's a money decision. I, and but here, dude, again, oh my god, this like <laughs> infuriates me. I see so many people 
I'll, I'll see so many people. If I go on Twitter, I got to get off Twitter. That's what it is. I have to get off Twitter. <laughs> I, I have it for the podcast, but it, it is it is killing me emotionally. It is draining me. Um, I, I talk shit on Twitter. Things that I would probably never say in real life. I, but like I'm on Twitter. I'm like, oh gosh, I'm just, I'm furious. Ah. Dude, the people that complain about the businesses that for like one month, they become the rainbow and the pride flag and LGBT and all that kind of stuff. And people like shit on it's like oh all these businesses pretending they care about transgenders and gays and lesbians. It's like dude, I I can like I can feel you in a way. Like I can I know your your essence as a human. The majority of those people never complain about Christmas taking up a month and a half of the year. It's like dude, you're just choosing to be upset. Yes, clearly the business is doing it for money reasons. Why do you care? Like, why do you have to be so vocal? Because I said this before, anyone with a microphone and or a camera is an egotistical monster. They got to get their, their opinion out there. They want to let, they want to let their voice be heard. I mean, I think in certain cases, I don't care as much. I mean, for me, I, I can work with about 3% or less and that's why I work with a group called the Fish Stewarding Group. I throw out information where I'm not necessarily looking for, um, I'm not looking for the return. It's usually a bigger client that we work with. I put out stuff and what, well, the reason I put it out is, hey, I'm not selling you, I'm not pitching you. I'm sharing some stuff for you to think about from someone that's not selling you and, and pitching you. You do with it what you will. And at the same time- Are they giving you money? Content, nope. And then at the same time, that content is useful for some of the clients, the larger clients where I can point their interns or their social people or whatnot. Part of the key, the key part of my voice outside of the real, the bigger clients is I want to be a voice and I've tried to be a voice where I'm going to throw out a whole bunch of stuff that may help you, but it's, there's no call to action. I don't want to work with you. I can't work with you. So I hope this might be helpful so that when you find that right person, you're not buying into the PLR.me. You're not buying into the, the hype. Or if that's what you want to buy into, you do you. But my, my thing is to try to put just a small, a small seed out there to say, hey, have a look at the people and the, these people that you're potentially connecting with before you go. It might behoove you. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah. And that, and that's the, uh, so what is the business about the, uh, cause I, I saw that on your, tw uh, your Instagram and everything, the, the fish stewarding or whatever, like is, is that just like a self help kind of business or whatever? Like what? Is, oh yeah. no. Okay. This goes, this goes against everything you just said. It's strategy development, finance, and, and basically operations for businesses. Either startup oh, business, okay. startup businesses that have people that have their pardon my French shit together, we organize it outside of the hype. Many of these people have spent way too much money with motivational, with Tony Robbins stuff. We come in, we dig up one side, we dig down the other, we set the templates, we set the blueprint, and then we hand it off and we hand it back. Huh. In the middle of that, part of the stewarding and part of the people that pay us. We are paid also to steward to other people for the mom and pop shops. We don't work with them, but it's a, hey, you just heard from these three local newspapers that you're supposed to advertise with them and, and look at their social media imprint online. Here's a way to see if it's actually worth it. Here's a way to see if all these memberships are there. We're putting out a lot of information 
you know, I mean, right now we have three major clients. That's all we're handling for 2022. Still, I'm set to go on podcasts. I'm set to do morning shows, TV. I'm set to put out different videos and different podcasts saying, hey, you might want to consider, have a look at this before you do that. And then we get the automatic comeback on, you just want a client. I'm like, we don't want you at all. We're here to steward. We're here to gift this information. If you see it as a gift, great. If you don't, go somewhere else. Still, and that it's to me is a beautiful model for your business, being on those shows and everything. I view it, I mean, it it doesn't it doesn't suck for the the larger scale, I mean, the larger scale people seeing it. However, if it means and it's not just, oh, if one person hears this. For me, if if over the next few weeks a hundred people decide to work with one guy over another, decide to not write a book and go podcast, or go podcast and not write a book, and just make a small shift that protects and stabilizes their dream, we like that. And that's all it that's all it's about. And it's it's not a it's not hype, it's not it's not BS, and we are you know, I'm proud to do it. I'm proud to have a six-year-old daughter that understands what I do and that it's not it's not built in the bullshit, if you will. <laughs> I'll say this: a small, a small bit. Owning a small business is like own is basically just owning a home that sells lemonade. Pretty much what a small business is. It's like it's like yeah, no, we got a little brick and mortar shop with a little parking lot. And we sell our trinkets. It's like yeah, you're small. That's fine. You know? But and then you know what I get upset about when like uh, people say, "Oh, small businesses are the backbone of the country." Like, no, they're not. If they were, if they were the backbone of the country, you all wouldn't have gotten shut down during the pandemic, and then all the major corporations made insane money. It's like, come on, like the people who are telling you that it's the backbone of the country, or the people in the background actually counting all the money, like these fucking idiots. They actually think they 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 haven't even paid off the mortgage on their business yet. What a dumb mother! Like it's not the backbone of the country. and they buy into that other stuff as opposed to going, okay, so what do we, what do we have to do? What do we, you know, I mean, like the, the, the little mom and pop shop, the little restaurant, the little burger place opened up uh, recently at a cafe near where I live. And I was in there and, and the guy knew of me and we talked, he goes, Hey, I, you know, I was wondering what you'd say here. And I, I said, okay, look, before you name, I said, you, your name sucks. He goes, why? <laughs> I said, I, I said, your name sucks because there are, there are these all over the country. Yeah, but there are none in Orlando. And I said, but we're just outside of Orlando. This is a tourist spot. Consider this. Go on to Noem, K-N-O-W-E-M. Search what your potential name is for a domain and see how many people have the social. See if there's a trademark. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg, he doesn't even, I mean, here's a guy that everybody looks up to. He had to spend $15 million. No, no. not everyone, not not everyone looks up to him. No, no, not everyone. No, that's true. He had to spend $15 million to secure Meta because his entire team, oh, this seems like a great idea. This is what we want. And then he didn't realize the trademarks and some of the other stuff that's out there. Protect and stabilize your vision. Sign up on every damn social media website. MM Dollar Man, you look that shit up. I'm fucking. Really? I, I I pissed on everything. Thirty plus, uh, thirty plus podcast platforms. Uh, dude, I was gonna ask you. Do you think that there's any way this like strategy business that you work with or whatever can help this fucking podcast? Because I have no dude. When it comes to business shit, I have no idea what I'm doing. 
when you put together and uh, I'd be happy to gift. No, you got to do No, you got to do all the work, man. I can't. Come on. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) what are we doing? You actually expect me to put an effort in? What are you doing to me? I just I team up with the Asian kid in school and have him do all the work. You know, you you pop out exactly what you're doing. You 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 have the same name everywhere. I hear these people. Hey, it's it's MySpace Delete Day. MySpace still has a high Alexa ranking. Maybe nobody's going there, but it's a backlink. I mean, you know, you hear about some new website. You hear about oh, some new oh, social channel. Be on it. Point back to you. You. I mean, anywhere. Anywhere that you can stand, if you're not on Google Business, you know, hit Google Business. If you're not processing your 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 um, podcast onto YouTube, do that, and then go in and put in the 500 uh, characters worth of keywords. I mean, it's it's the small extra steps that take a couple extra minutes, and then everything compounds. How can you I bring- do no steps and then succeed mightily? Lottery ticket? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I was actually thinking lottery too. I mean, that's the best I can give you. I and and I mean, it is the question that so many people ask: How can I do this without this? No, I uh, I get I, it. I just don't know. I because I, I I do I do in my mind put a good effort into this thing, and I do want it to be successful. I hate ah, dude, my another thing. You know, this has become the I you know I shouldn't just rename. The title to I Hate Betty White. <laughs> I think I'm either going to name it Cancel Betty White or Betty White is now canceled. <laughs> so- I mean, if, if I was coming from an optimization standpoint, I wouldn't touch that because from an optics element, they're prepping into a January 17th event. So you're going to get buried in that. It's not going to be the funny hype that it would that it would be. Like if, if you name this episode I Hate Betty White uh, in 90 days, you might have something, but still from a penalizing aspect, because we only touched on so much of it, that then will get pushed down in the, uh, they'll get pushed down in the rankings. For some of these distributors that you have, it's, it's being funny, it's being crass. I mean, I'm working with a company in Texas and they have, um, they have, clean, um, they have clean water treatments with no chemicals and this electro-oxidation for fracking. It's ways to save the soil. It's ways to save the environment. It's ways to reveal how it's been done wrong for years. And one of the lead jokes that we're doing in a couple, you've got to be fracking kidding me. But um, and 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 it's it's dumb and it's whatever. But at the same time, now here are some facts on how this has been done really bad. And then no fracking way. This doesn't actually create X, Y, and Z. We're going to play off a couple things. Then we come right into. You know, many people that are screaming about fracking don't even understand what it is. It's in some ways, it's not as bad as you think. In other ways, it's absolutely worse than you think. But in sharing the message through podcasts, through videos, it's the stuff then that leaks out somewhere else. I mean, the episode that you've, uh, you know, that you've done with me in a way to highlight there is, you know, I, I would play more of the idea of opinions. Because you, you, we've been sitting here going back and forth about you know, you know rampant opinions or stuff like that, and now you're you're presenting the format to iHeart, to Spotify, to Pandora, to Deezer, to you know wherever else that you're you're hooked up, because opinions are the big play in 2022. It's where the the the, the two key algorithms that are burying everybody. This is my opinion, even though it's a fact to me. That would be something kind of that would be a funny title. 
because that's resonating with so many with so many others. But watch watch the in every guest that you have to up your ante with episodes being heard, but then being heard again. Think about the optics of the of the podcast when you release it. Is it a good time? To, to put it out. I mean, I had a friend that put out put out one on January 6th and he put, he put Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Is that a good idea? I'm like, maybe in four weeks, but right on January 6th, you're not going to get the traction you think you're going to get. Sometimes we think we're funnier than we are. Smith? That, I mean, he was just trying to do a playoff of some movie. I'd never seen it. I guess there's some I get like, it though, because that's the, uh, the day anniversary day of um, when the dudes from Burning Man broke into the Capitol. <laughs> Right. Gotcha. So it, it turns into something off. I mean, you, you have the comedy element play off of the different play off of the different comedy things. I mean, if you, if you're going live or, or at times you're editing, where is that, where is that one joke or, or, and this is something I've done with comedians when I, when I was in LA, that one joke, that one piece, that one quote that's yours before it gets stolen, put it up on Goodreads own quotes, put it up on your website, put it up through some of the podcast distributors, get it so that when somebody looks that up, it's optimized everywhere except for where you, your home base is. And then it references back to you. I mean, dude, you're full of quotes. I mean, I've heard a whole bunch from you that sound great. Secure them. Once you have something funny, not just putting it in a, in a podcast or necessarily a title, get them out in the quotes. I mean, you could search right now on the internet. Lauren Wiseman quotes or brand messaging quotes. I don't do much of that work. I post those quotes on three or four sites and then those sites post them everywhere. And from them doing it, not me doing it, not spending any money, when someone steals my quotes, I don't care. Because if somebody's looking into it and really going that much further, if they look at that quote, it points back at me. And I think, I think especially for comedians and writers, this is an important time to find that validity over, no, that was mine. That was my idea. The, the guy that always bitched about saying he wrote Friends and never got credit. I absolutely believe it. He didn't protect himself. These, these comedians out there that are coming up with great lines, they're screaming them out on stage and they're going up on YouTube and on TikTok before they secure them. I mean, the next thing that you have, dude, that is just a nice, short, punchy one-liner, it's yours, before you share it with the world, Put it on your website, put it on, uh, put it on some of the quote sites, set it out there so it's yours and no one else's. When it comes to that, for some, I don't know what it is with me, but like, if I think of something, then I'm like, oh yeah, man, people gotta hear this, man, it's so cool, <laughs> it's so cool, man. Um, for some reason, when I go through the whole like, typing it up, or writing it up, or I, it almost like loses the fun or the love, like the emotions I had when I thought or said something. Does that make sense? Like in the heat of the moment, it's amazing. But then when I'm like going through the hoops and ladders to make sure like in a way like, hey, I got to make sure I got to put this out there so everyone knows I, I thought of this. It's almost like I'm sucking the fun out of it. Well, I mean, if it, again, if it doesn't work for you, don't do it. It's, and, and sometimes it's just the, the difference of, for me, it's not, I thought of this. For me, when I put out that quote, I do want to secure it back to me. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? I hope somebody, I hope somebody enjoys this. And it's funny because some of the ones that I think are just, man, this is just trash. I look at certain podcasts <laughs> where I'm like, well, that could have been toilet paper. And, and people eat it up. 
And then there are other ones where I'm like, man, this was just, I was so on and it just goes nowhere. But still like you, you, you get that template that becomes mindless and easy for you to say, okay, I'll pop this in a quote. I'll do this. I'll go there. We don't need to post every single day. We don't need to. I mean, your, your, your Twitter, if, if, if it's that annoying, stop following the people that make it annoying. Or if somebody, you know, if, if somebody comes back and hits you, you know, in, in an argument, you don't feel like arguing, thank you for your opinion. Man, that can stir and piss people off. I love, I love doing that kind of thing. You know, thank you for sharing. No, this isn't an opinion. It's a fact. <laughs> oh, dude, I, I never thought of it. You just gave me, oh, dude, you just gave me a bazooka. Oh, my God. You just gave me a bazooka. I, dude, I can't wait to unleash that nuclear weapon. Oh, my God. I had, I had my, se- my second book was, was still a few months out from coming out. There was something called adva- the advanced reader copies. So those had gone out to reviewers. And then there was stuff that was coming up on Amazon going advancing. This dude reviews on here going, this is just a crap book of obvious stuff. His next book should be called More Advice I Pulled Out of My Ass. So I went to my graphic guy and I said, look, can you do an image of me, make it look like a book cover size that says More Advice I Pulled Out of My Ass by Lauren Wiseman. He laughed. He, he added to me in five minutes. We posted it on his review. And, and I, again, it was a kill him with kindness. It's going... The book's not out yet. Not sure what review agency you're with. Totally understand if it's not for you, I would probably give you a refund. But right now that we're not selling them. And that's great that you have this knowledge. I wrote this for people that aren't quite as advanced or along the way as you are. And then I put that and I said, but I do like the book idea. And here's the cover for the next one. He ended up coming back saying he confused it with another book. He was excited to get it. He, he, you know, he ended up messaging on his socials about the joke and it, it turned into this funny thing, which turned into great sales for the book. But at the same time, killing them with kindness or shutting them down very simply. I, mean, I had somebody the other day, they were screaming about the fracking. This is this and this is this. Oh no, it's absolutely true. There's been some horrible stuff, but there is some really positive stuff that can save the environments around the Southwest. This is all bullshit. Okay, so the, you know, and the, the simple response, I see some of the information that you found here. I have other information here. Here are a couple links. Well, this is, you know, this is all false data. So I don't, I don't know if the USGS geological services are, that's your choice to decide that. I never went after him to tell him he was wrong. And it just pissed him off more. And at the same time, it was just, it was a funner way to interact, react and disarm him than to get into something on his level, which was just absolutely wrong. (laughs) Now, Lauren, you're saying you published three books, right? You wrote or published three books. I wrote, I wrote three books. I personally published one. The second one was through uh, Greenleaf and then I, uh, Wiley and Sons uh, published my, Music business for I wrote music business for dummies. Yeah, I was gonna say, what were the three books? What were they about? Um, they were all they were all music business, and it was I mean the first one was artist guide to success in the music business, and at the time, so many people were saying this is success, this is success. I wrote, you know, I said this is a guide. Pull from it what you need, ignore what you don't, see what resonates, and so where everybody else was screaming. I can't, and, and it was, you know, this was the time of Dave Grohl writing books and David Byrne from the Talking Heads really kind of, pardon me, talking out his ass. And I came in and said, look, I'm a session, a former session drummer, music producer. I've done 700 albums 
And it's not, I'm not trying to impress you with 700 albums. I'm, I'm telling you from working with 700 different people, 700 different su- types of successes and failures and budgets and experiences. This is why I'm writing this book. It, I'm not trying to pay my rent. I'm writing my feelings and my experiences and what I see. The second book ended up being the, the catalyst to take me into what I do now, which was, I mean, it was always about messaging. It was always about optics. And now I, you know, I, I work, I'm, I'm glad to be off the road. I live in Windermere, Florida. It's just a little west of Orlando. It's 20 minutes north of Disney. I, I mean, I sleep in the same bed every night. I, you know, I did my, I did my life on the road. I lived on the road for 15 years. And, you know, I mean, to these, to these days with somebody, you know, oh, I want to buy your book on Amazon. Like, Please do not buy my book on Amazon. I'll send you a free copy <laughs> because I do own, I do own the rights to the ebook. I don't own the physical which is funny. I, I, did you ever see What About Bob, the Bill Murray? Oh, uh, no, that was on, though. A, um, I forget which streaming service, but no. I, sometimes I, I, I try to figure out like what the fascination with Bill Murray is. Like I do like some of his stuff, but then some of You know, I got to admit, most of the stuff he's in is, is pretty good, so maybe that's, maybe that's what it is. But like I just, I don't know, but I didn't see that movie, no. I'm right there with you. He gets weird and artsy at times. I don't, you know, I'm, I, I see that. But there's, there's a scene in What About Bob where it's the, the, this shrink is walking around with him. And, you know, there's a certain book that you might enjoy. And he walks to a bookshelf and it's an entire bookshelf of this dude's book. <laughs> Just like, you know, 25 books long. And, and I did that. I did that when the book first came out. Right now, I own one copy of each. I don't have gold records on my wall. I don't have platinum records on my wall. I have pictures from my daughter, draw, you know, and uh, pictures of, of, of how she sees me, which she's either not a very good drawer or I'm a really ugly dude. I mean, it, it's, it's all that like low key, it's have fun with it stuff. I mean, the books were a good catalyst, but it also, it's not necessarily writing a book to make the money. texting you right now. So shut the fuck up. Don't oh, tell sorry. me any more secrets. <laughs> no, it's like, it's not writing a book to make money. If you, if you want to write a book to amplify what you are as a comedian, as a writer, your business, your service, write it with the intention of, a, of it being more of a distribution measure. It's the same thing with podcasts. I mean, you know, if you're going to sit there and try to make money on a podcast, there might be a problem because there are a lot of people out there doing it. If that podcast amplifies who you are, what you can do, where you are, who's that dude that could, drives up the comedian that drives up to people and, and hurls uh, you know, compliments at them? I, um, I have no idea. I he's doing that. so good. I mean, I mean, his tour is lifted out. He's got 300 videos, 60 million views. It's been, it's been a perfect, uh, it's been a perfect marketing thing for him. Compliments. Meeting drives up. Drive by compliments. Is that what you're talking about? Drive by compliments. Is it drive by compliments? I'm, I'm trying Is it to a comedian or like his videos are funny? Uh, it, it, it's a comedian. Um, drive, drive by compliments. Maybe it's it's, drive me nuts it's a Paul. That's not him. Um, no, this 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 guy comes. I mean, he. Wish I could find All it. All drive up. <laughs> compliments. This 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 video now became this dude. Anyone listening to this is probably like it's they're probably screaming uh, on who it is. Like you fucking idiots. This is what hey mmdollar at gmail You guys are supposed to email me. All right. Wait. God damn it. I thought it was Paul. 
Yeah, Paul. Paul the Comedian. Comedian Paul. Paul the Comedian. <laughs> there aren't that many of them. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I'm going to have Paul Votto on as a guest. Um, I, th- I forget whether it's after you or after someone else, but uh, he was on Mad TV, man. I remember because SNL always sucked in my mind. Whereas when I was a kid, Mad TV would be on Comedy Central and I would watch some bits. I'm like, oh, shit, there's some funny shit, some of this stuff. So, and oh, dude, when John Madden died the other day, one of the first things I thought about was the Mad TV John Madden popcorn maker. uh, Oh, yeah. Fake commercial. (laughs) It's one of the funniest fucking sketches of like the early 2000s. It's fucking hysterical, man. (coughs) Ah, shit. Uh, Dude, man. This was cool. Uh, thanks for coming on. No, um, nice, nice talking to you, man. Yeah, seriously, Lauren. Um, I like that we got the... It was almost like I, I was able to vent everything I hated today. I, I, I thank you for that. Hey, and, I, and, I, and again, I appreciate you to walk, to walk into your room there and just hearing you state that. And I mean, the other thing that you have going for you so much more than so many other podcasts, I feel, I think, you know, in my experience, I mean... Where you're already walking in your views is subjectivity, and you can be a jerk about it, but you're still you can be a jerk about your views, and it opens up so many doors. So many of these podcasts are going to get crunched and smacked because it comes off as claim. The tone that you're using is the tone that, from the algorithms to everywhere else, to just inviting people into conversation and debate is great. I, I really I dug uh, dug hanging out with you this morning. Yeah, definitely. I will say this. It's a fact that I am God. But besides that, every, <laughs> everything else you said, yeah, thanks, dude. I appreciate that. And thanks again for coming on. All right, man. You have a good one. You too.